Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. You have your Bibles and you'll journey with me to the book of Psalms and chapter 95. I will endeavor to just share what God has placed on my heart. If we could stand at the reading of the word of the Lord. Book of Psalms, chapter 95. I love all the Bible, all the word of the Lord, but I tell you, there is something special about Psalms and the poetry and all of that happens in these scriptures. But I want to call to attention verses 8 through 11. Where in my Bible it has a heading, Harden not your heart. If I were to ask you, or if a doctor were here, and he were to ask you, uh, he'd, he would probably ask one of the questions of, we need to know the condition of your heart. Because without the heart, without the beating of your heart, well, <laughs> uh, surprise, you don't, you don't live very long. Um, you have to have that beating of that heart. But it's not just if the heart is beating, it is the health of the heart and in the, the pressure in which it beats and the, uh, the free flowing of the blood throughout the, bo the body and the oxygen that is in that blood that can either prevent or cause major problems in your body. So tonight or today I want to relate what we know of the physical heart into the spiritual heart because that is exactly what the Word of God does. It says in verse 8 of chapter 95, Harden not your heart as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, forty years long I was grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their heart. They, they're going left, they're going right in their heart. And he goes a bit further and says, And they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. He goes and uses some pretty harsh or blunt words to say that if your heart is hardened, that there's some major consequences to that reality. So I want to just ask you a simple question before you're seated. What is the condition of your heart? What is the condition of your heart? Praise God. Lord, help us today as we journey into the word of the Lord today. I pray that you would open up every heart. God, the very soul of every individual. And that you would help to soften our hearts so that you may implant, that you may sow into us the word that it would bring forth much fruit. In the name of the Lord, we pray, help me today to preach whatever you'd have me to preach in Jesus' name. You may be seated. God bless you. It is a joy to have everyone with us at Lighthouse today. 
amen and amen. The heart is seen as the seat of emotions, aspirations, and beliefs, and is therefore part of a person's soul. It is the center not only of spiritual activity, but of all operations of human life. The condition of your heart determines the direction of your life. And let me just say it like this. Where you are headed tells me a lot about where your heart or the condition of your heart. I said where you are headed, what you do and what you don't do, where you go and where you don't go tells a lot about the health of your heart. Amen. Amen. I, 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 hope, I hope I don't put you to sleep today. Uh, two minutes into this. But I'm telling you that there is a problem in our world today. And I would say even in our church. Is that we have people who are so called filled with the Holy Ghost. They, they worship. They raise their hands. They sh sometimes they'll shout. Uh, but their heart is hard. When it comes to the word of the Lord, they don't receive the word of the Lord. And when I say receive, I don't just mean hear it, but I mean receive it. You ingest it. You take it as, a, if you would, a seed and you begin to sow it into the, 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 the layers of your soul and of your heart. And, not, and then when you begin to do that, the Bible says that you will obey the word of the Lord. And so when I begin to see trends of, of myself or others not obeying the voice and the word of God, I begin to immediately think, I wonder what the condition of their heart really is. You know, there are indicators uh, to a heart that is going bad that if you go to a doctor, they'll begin to check. They check your blood pressure and they, they check all kinds. They'll do an echocardiogram. They'll, they'll do all kinds of tests on your heart to see if there are indicators of a heart disease or if there are heart problems or blood uh, pressure problems. And, and that typically heart conditions don't just happen overnight. But they are a gradual uh, pro issue that just kind of begins to compound. And, and as you get older, uh, these, these problems that continually go unlooked and, and not cared after begin to compound into larger problems. And, and then we, we have to address the little problems to kind of prolong the major problem of a, of a heart attack or, or even further a heart failure. But let me just tell you, it is the same with the child of God is that a heart a heart attack in the spirit or a heart failure in the spirit doesn't just take place overnight but there is something that begins to happen in the heart of an individual the condition of that heart begins to become hardened Jesus said a good man in Luke 6, out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is, help me out, good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. Oh, it's not up there. That's why you can't say it. All right. They're, not, they're working on it. It says it will bring forth which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart. 
out of the abundance of the heart. Everybody say with me, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Let me tell you, what is this saying? Not just what you speak. It is talking about what you speak and the mouth, but it's talking about something greater, a principle that what you do or what you don't do, what you say or what you don't say, your actions uh, speaks a lot. It speaks everything about the abundance out of the abundance of the heart. Some say, well, I have a, I have a worship problem. No, you have a heart problem. Well, I have a problem sinning. Well, what you have is not a problem sinning. You have a heart problem. We need to get our heart back in alignment with what is desiring after God. We need to get our heart, we need to get the condition of our heart to be soft again towards the things of God. Because I'm going to tell you, a heart that is beating after the Lord and that is soft cannot and will not hear the word of God and continue on in sin. And let me tell you, friend, there is a great difference of someone who is found in sin or that he is sinning, but then they hear the word, they repent of their sins, they have, they have a broken and contrite heart, and God is drawn to that brokenness. He is drawn to that, that contrite heart, and whenever you begin to uh, ask for repentance of that, you, comp you, you stop doing what you were doing, and you say, you know what? God softened my heart. Give me a new heart, clean heart, and then we stop doing the things that are making our heart of a bad condition. Repentance is not only, is not enough. We, we've got to go further and we got to look into the deep, dark parts of our own life and our own heart. And we've got to pray. We've got to be intentionally, we've got to be, we've got to be prayerful to say, God, uh, make the condition of my heart pure. Make my intentions pure. Make my life to be after what you want me to be. If we allow this flesh to operate... It will do what the flesh desires. It will please the flesh. It will, it, it'll do what the flesh wants. Because I'm going to tell you what, this flesh, it really wants a whole lot. <laughs> uh, because I'm going to tell you, it's fun doing some of these things. It's pleasurable doing some of these things. It's, it's uh, enjoyable to do some of these things of the flesh. And so the flesh wants what the flesh wants. And it, it will get what it will get no matter what it has to destroy. But let me tell you that sin and the enemy and the flesh and the master of this world is a hard task master amen I said it's a hard task master and when it begins to get a hold of your heart it will harden your heart to the things of God there will be a preacher that will preach the word of the Lord and, and, and you'll sit there and what used to touch you will no longer touch you anymore I pray God never let me get to that place but keep my heart soft towards the things of God let me, let me be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. And, and Lord, when I'm wrong, get me, get me back out of the wrong and into the right. If you got to give me a whipping, so be it. If you got to correct me, so be it. I've got to be in alignment with the Lord. I've got to do with the... Well, I, I got a few that are preaching with me, but I got some just kind of dazing off with me today. I'm telling you, we got to look at this thing hard. And we got to say, what is the true condition of my heart? For where your treasure is, Matthew 6 and 21, where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Everybody say treasure. treasure. 
It's not just talking about dollars and cents, but it's talking about all resources. It's talking about where you have invested, where you spend your time, where your heart is, where your treasure is. That is where your heart is. Amen. Uh, I, I'll tell you, show me where your treasure is and I'll show you where your heart is. Show me where you're putting the most time into and I'll show you where your heart is. You may say, I, I'm serving God, but it, it sure don't look like that because all your time is going to something else. We've got to check our heart. We've got to check the condition of this heart and say, God, am I just saying it because that's what I've been conditioned to say or is there a real problem? Amen. The condition of your heart is highly determined by the location of your heart. Your heart cannot be clean if it is found among carnality. I'll say it again. Your heart cannot be clean if it is found among carnality. That is why David says, clean my heart. Give me clean hands. He uses that word clean. Why? Because there's something that is dirty and sin is dirty. It's trying to give us an example that whenever you are amongst sin and whenever you are amongst things that are, are contrary to the word of the Lord, that there's something that begins to happen on this heart that you need God to wash you. You need God to cleanse you. Amen. You know, uh, what we really need a good dose of. We really, that's it, Sister Caldwell. We do. We need a good dose of the Holy Ghost. But what we need with that dose is we need a broken, broken, broken and contrite heart. And when you are broken, you don't remain broken. God, God is, God's the potter. He puts it back together again. But I'm going to tell you, friend, the, the more you, will, you approach God with your pride and not your brokenness, God cannot touch it. You, 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 have, put off, you have put off limits to God of your heart. You said, you know, you can only come this far. Listen, you're the one that has to go to the doctor and get it looked at. There, there's rarely a doctor that doesn't know you that's going to get up the phone and say, hey, uh, 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 hey, so-and-so, we've never met, but you need to get your heart checked because, I, no, 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 no. What has to happen is you and I, we've got to be intentional and say, hey, there's something wrong here. There's something amiss here. I, I can't allow my heart to become insensitive. I can't allow my heart to become so caught up in sin that I'm, I cannot be broken. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I realize that, uh, you know, this isn't very popular, but I'm telling you, I feel it in my spirit that we need to be broken to the, to the place where, back to where, you know, there's one song that says, take me back, Lord. And some people say, well, I don't want to be taken back. I've gone through too much. But the essence of that song is, take me back to the place where I first found you, where I was broken, where I was, I, 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 I crucified this flesh. Take me back. There's a lot of, a lot of water under this here bridge of life, and I don't want to 
go through all that again because I've learned and, I, and God forgave and all these things. But Lord, get me back to that place where I was just a babe in Christ, where I didn't have the pride, where I didn't have the ego keeping me from the things of God, that I didn't have this idea that I want to satisfy the flesh for just a season. I've come to tell somebody, you're walking on troubled waters if you think you can continue to live in sin but still pursue godliness and holiness and righteousness. That is not how it works. That is not how it God will operate with you and I. We cannot trample on the mercies of God. We cannot. And his mercy is great. I said his mercy is great. And his love is greater than any love. But friend, I've come to tell you, you've got to check this heart because God will not be walked on and God will not be someone that you can just check into and then check out of and expect everything to be right. But if you will come to him with a broken heart. Jeremiah said the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It's deceitful. And this heart, by default, it is wicked. And he even asked the question, who can know it? Speaking of, Brother Caldwell, well, I, I can't even know my heart. That's what he said, who can know it? And I'm going to tell you what, if I can't know it, then I need to get in touch with a God that does. And I need to look and really, have a really long look at this heart and say, God, I don't even know myself. I don't even know myself. How do you know this? Because I'm going to tell you, there's some things that we do that we'll, we look back and say, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I went there. I can't believe, I just can't. Man, it blows my mind. Well, guess what? It blows mine as well. But I'm going to tell you what. Welcome to the boat. We've all failed. We've all made mistakes. We've all slipped. We've all made, we've all done some things. But I'm going to tell you what the difference is. It, David, when he was fell, falling and fell into sin, you don't find David once the prophet comes to him and begins to go back in with another, another woman and have another child, all these things. No, David repented of his sins. He repented and he moved on and he got his heart right and that's why he said that is a heart of God. That's why he had a heart after God's heart because it was soft, it was contrite, it was a clean heart. He made some mistakes, he was a, he was a scoundrel but when, he get, when, when it came down to it, he found a place to repent of his sins. And said, God, keep this heart of mine soft. Keep it soft. I never want to get to the place where I hear a song played where it's glorifying, magnifying God. And my heart is so hard that I can't cry before the Lord. That I can't shed a tear. Don't ever get to that place. Don't allow yourself to get to that place. Even if, even if you know what, you got some things in your life. I, I'm telling you, even if you're just saying, hey, I got some things that I'm dealing with right now. Don't allow your heart to become so hard that you cannot worship, that you cannot praise, that you cannot receive the word of the Lord. You cannot, you can't digest it and let it be a let it be sown into the the, the layers of your heart. Don't allow yourself to become so hard-hearted because it's deceitful Amen. and it is desperately wicked. Matthew 15, but the things that come out of the mouth come from and these defile the person for from the heart 
come evil plans. Out of the heart. This is why I'm talking about the heart. Because out of the heart comes evil plans. Murder. Adultery. Sexual immorality. Theft. False witness. Abusive speech. These are the things that defile a person. I'm telling you, we need to get a hold of this heart. God, we got to get a hold of this heart and we got to check the condition of it every day. We've got to wake up with that on our mind. God, check my heart. Get, make my motives pure. Make my heart, God, desire after you. I felt this on the way here. I was driving here around 6.30 and I, I began to pray and I began to ask God, God, give, give clear direction to me today. And, and God began to talk to my heart and he began to say that the reason that hearts are hardened is because they have lost their prayer life. The reason that people's hearts become hard is because they lose out on their prayer life with God. They don't talk to God anymore. They're, 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 they're hearing all the voices of the world. They're hearing all the voices of movies and television and Hollywood. They're, they're hearing all the voices of all the trash on, on music. And they're hearing all the voices of those people around them. And they're, they're hearing all the voices of, of, of the enemy that's speaking to them. And they're not really, they're not getting in tune with God's voice. And, and they've lost out on their prayer life. And they really don't pray at all. They might sit there. They might stand. They, you may even pace this floor or your floor at home, but I'm going to tell you, uh, walking ain't praying. Uh, I'm telling you, kneeling ain't praying, uh, but you got to open up your mouth, uh, and you got to open up the, you got to open up the gate of your heart, uh, and you got to begin crying out to God. Uh, hey, uh, it's more than just saying, Jesus, Jesus, uh, but friend, there ought to be some brokenness there. There ought to be some tears that are shed. Uh, there ought to be something. Uh, God, get a hold of my heart. Uh, make me soft uh, before I run the aisles. Uh, get my heart soft uh, before I shout, get my heart soft. If you are not careful, you will get lost in the shout and the dance and you will still go to hell shouting and dancing because there's a heart that is hard. Oh God. Oh, don't talk to me about how much I, tell you, I love it when we shout when we praise we, need to, we don't need to stop doing it but don't tell me how loud you can shout or how many laps you can run without talking about how much you've been spending time in prayer and I mean I mean in a prayer life more than anything we need a prayer life and not just a prayer habit where we say check I've done for the day and I'm moving on but we need a prayer life that beats after God that says God every day I want to talk with you every day I want to speak in another language every day because that's what keeps this heart soft if you've ever wondered why how can someone man they, they don't have to be praying very long and then man they're speaking in tongues man you don't, man, don't, don't take very long I'm going to tell you why it's because they have a life it's a life. It's not just a Monday night. It's not just a Sunday morning, 10 minutes before service. But it is a life of prayer. When I'm driving down the road, I'm praying, God, speak to me. God, help me. God, crucify this flesh. God, there's some, some, there's some temptation in my heart. Don't let me go after that. But God, crucify me. Crucify this very flesh. Let's lift our hands right now. Oh God, soften this heart of ours. Oh God, and check the condition of it. 
He says, out of the heart comes evil thoughts. Out of the heart comes murder and adultery and sexual immorality and slander. And they defile a person. What does that mean? It means they pollute a person. They pollute a person. A person begins to change. The spirit of that person begins to change. The spirit of that person begins to change. Oh, I'm not, I tell you, what scares me is not sin. What scares me is a lack of brokenness. What scares me is a hard heart. That's what gets me shaken. Listen, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we have mercy and we have grace. Sin does not scare me. It does not make me worry in the sense of, oh gosh, what are we going to do? We have an antidote for that. But friend, when someone comes to God and their heart is hardened, they will not even receive that begins to get me, oh God, we gotta have a prayer meeting. Oh God, I gotta go and do some fasting. I, I, I got, we gotta get a hold of this because I know that it's the harder that that heart gets, the harder it's gonna be to get that heart softened again. And out of that hard heart, there's things that are gonna be deceitful that comes out of it. The attitude of the person's gonna change. The passion of that person's gonna change. What they used to believe, what they used to stand for, what the, when they, they used to come to pray. They used to be involved and then they began to take one step away a little at a time. It's not overnight but it's little at a time. That's what scares me church and that is what defies a person but the Bible says in Proverbs 4.23 keep or guard the heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. God I've got to put a guard over this heart. What does that mean? That means i got to pray. Oh, you, this, you thought this was going to be something uh, that was going to blow your mind. No, no, no. We need to pray like we've never prayed before. Instead of taking attendance, we need to take, we need to take check on our prayer. We need to pray, church. We need to pray. I, I need to pray. I need to do more praying because I know... I know what, what, what can happen when someone stops to pray. They stop talking to God. We need to guard this heart. What does it mean to guard the heart? It means that we intentionally put things to protect what we know. What we know is going to get inside of this heart. There's some places I don't go because I know. I don't know all the things of this heart according to the word. No man knows it. But I do know some things. And those things I'm going to guard against. Because I know this flesh. And I know this heart. And I know that it's deceitful. And it's desperately wicked. And so I pray God guard this heart with everything. Don't allow it to become hardened. Oh, don't let it become so hard that I won't hear the preached word of God. Perhaps the greatest threat to a heart that beats after the things of God is a hardened 
heart. I'm moving quickly because I'm almost finished. Mark 8 and 17, we see Jesus' own disciples suffering from the spiritual heart disease that I'm talking about today, that hardened heart. The disciples, they were concerned with the meager bread supply and it was clear that each of them had forgotten how Jesus had just fed thousands of people only with just a few loaves and, and then he questioned them and he said, as to them, he said, what about the heart? Why have you hardened your hearts? Why is your heart so hardened that you have forgotten? Christ spells it out for us the characteristics of the spiritual heart condition as this. The inability to see, the inability to understand, and the inability to hear and to remember. Why, where are you getting all that? Because it's in the word of God throughout the scripture in Mark 8 and 17 through 19. But Jesus asked him this. He said, why are you talking about having no bread? Why are you talking about having no bread? Uh, uh, do you still not see or understand, he asked them. Uh, are your hearts hardened? Do you not have eyes that, fa that but fail to see uh, and ears but you fail to hear? And don't you remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets uh, uh, were filled with pieces that you picked up? Don't you remember all of that? This is what a hardened heart will take you. It'll take you to a place where you don't even remember the power of God anymore. You don't even remember what it feels like to have true breakthrough. You don't even remember what it felt like to really travail before God anymore. And you pray and you pray and you're trying your best to just muster something up. It's because your heart, friend, has become hardened and you've stopped praying. You've stopped, in, you've stopped operating in travail and you can't just switch it on like a switch. But it's got to be something that you get a hold of and say, God, every day, soften me. Soften my spirit. Soften my attitude. Soften my response. Something a little funny that happened just this weekend. My wife and I were on a date night and we were uh, sitting and, and we were next to a couple and, and uh, they... They, they, whisked, whisked, they w w leaned over to my wife and they said, will you please stop talking? And, I, and, and um, the Bible says confession is good, so I had just got done meeting the district board that day an hour ago, and maybe it was a test of the Lord. I, I don't know, but uh, I said, will you please stop laughing? Because he was laughing. He was laughing very hard and loudly, uh, and uh, it was kind of annoying, but, you know, it, was, it is what it is. And so he said, will you please stop talking? I said, will you please stop laughing? And everything in me, I'm telling you everything in me, he, he probably could have whooped me, I don't know, but everything in me wanted to say, oh, I don't know what I was going to say. I don't, I definitely wasn't, I'm not saying I was going to do any kind of cursing or all that. No, don't go there. But I did want to give him a little piece of what my mind and I wanted to say, who are you to tell me to be quiet? You, oh, you know. Everything in me wanted to respond in the, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sitting there. Oh God, oh Lord. Oh, I know, I don't need to go, no, no, no. Everything in me, when we, when, that, when, we were, when we were done with what we were doing, wanted to come and find that guy and say, hey, who do you think you are? Telling my wife she needs to be quiet. 
Brother Francisco, you know, you, you, you and I, bro, we're here together. I know he's thinking this thing. No, 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 no. Ain't going to happen. You can talk to me that way, but you ain't talking to her that way. Check my heart, God. Check my heart. Let this heart be soft. Let this heart be soft. Because I'm telling you, something so simple as that can begin to harden your heart so quickly. Because now I've got this guilt that I said something dumb and now I can't even ask for forgiveness over this guy because now he's gone and who knows what would have happened. Now who knows all the things that could have happened perhaps. But I'm telling you, we, in those situations, we've got to rebuke that spirit of carnality and say, you know what? I've got to swallow. Everybody take a deep swallow, a gulp. I got to swallow that pride of life and I got to say, God, get this heart softened. Get this heart to a place where I can hear you again, where you can talk to me again. Hey, I'm going to say something right here and I don't want to scream and shout it because I want you to absolutely hear it. We need to get so sincere with God and we say, God, make my heart so soft that I can hear a rebuke. That's the problem is, is our heart has become so hardened that we only really respond to the good things and the joy and all the happiness and oh man, that's good music and that's a good song. But when the rebuke comes, we don't want to hear it because our heart's hardened. Oh God, get me to a place. Get me back to an altar. Give me, give me another chance, God, to get back to that place where I can feel the Shekinah glory and the power of God, where I can lift my hands, where I can shout unto you Oh, well, we do it right now and ask the Lord to help us, help our condition of the heart. Brother Wiseman, as you come today, oh, I tell Harden not your hearts. As we close, there's seven warning signs. I'm going to quickly go through that a heart is hardened. The first is, you know your heart is becoming hardened when you become insensitive to sin. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I want to be so sensitive to my sin that whenever I say something like I did to that man, that wasn't right. Oh, I could justify it all day long. I was talking to my wife. Who did he think he is? He's rude. He's wrong. Forgive me, God. Don't allow me to ruin my witness. It's that easy. I'm being vulnerable. I'm, being, I'm just being honest with you. That's how we've got to pray. Don't let something so small and so tiny become so large that we become insensitive to sin because you know what? You say, well, that, that's nothing. Well, yeah, but it starts there and it builds. And now we're so insensitive to sin that now our lives are so far gone in sin that we, we, we're struggling to get back. We're struggling to make it. We're, 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 we got the claws out. God, get me to an altar. There you go. Get me to an altar. 
let me feel the presence of God. And it all started with something so small. You become insensitive to sin. The second is you lack the ability to perceive, like we just talked about in Mark, to remember or to grasp the events or the ideas coming from God. Oh, when your heart becomes hardened, you begin to forget the call of God that's on your life. You begin to forget where God's brought you from. You begin to take for granted all the events that has happened up to that point. Three is you, when you become hardened, one of the signs is that you have a failure to follow God's commands and the voice of the Holy Ghost. A big sign that the heart is becoming hardened is that you begin to get arrogant and prideful. I don't know what it has been about the past month or two, but that word pride has been sticking out in my spirit so much. Pride. Arrogant. Five, one is easily offended, resentful, and will not forgive. Six, they're indifferent, indifferent to the word of God. Eh. Eh. Psh. Who cares what's preached? I'm going to go home and I'm going to do me. Okay. Okay. That's a hard heart. Friend, you better get a hold of it. And then we begin to draw away from God. How can I preach this message and know that there's some dealing with it? Because typically there's somebody in this place where you're around that sixth to seventh stage and soon you'll begin to draw away from God. We used to be there for pre-service prayer. Now we're just strolling in. Now we're five minutes late to search. And I'm not wronging anybody who was a little late today. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about a trend, a habitual problem. Now oh, we'll begin missing this service and we'll begin missing that service. And sooner or later, we're watching online. Let's all stand today. You know the problem with the hard heart? The Bible says that when a heart becomes hardened, it becomes unfruitful. A hard heart cannot produce. But I believe that before we leave here today, we need to get the voice, we need to get the word of God of Ezekiel into our hearts that says this. 36 and 26 of Ezekiel. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away, here's the promise. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh. I'll make it soft again. I'll give you a new heart. And I'll give a new spirit inside of you so that that person that you're turning into is crucified and it's under the blood of Jesus Christ. What we need today before we leave this place, with all of my heart, I believe this. We need some brokenness.
We need some sincerity with our prayers. We need some seriousness about the condition of our heart. I believe when the psalmist wrote this scripture in Psalms, I don't think he was just saying it in repetitive spirit or just some casual, indifferent spirit. But I believe when he prayed, he was broken because he had sinned and he had messed up and that he had become drawing away from God. And he, he realized, I'm, I'm not who I need to be. I've, I've, I'm turning into somebody that I, I know is not right. I look in the mirror and I see a man, I see a woman that is not who I want to be. And he began to cry out to God, create in me a clean heart. Oh God, renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me but restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. He would go on to say, O Lord, open thy lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice else, I would give it to you. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings, but the sacrifices of God what gets the attention of God is a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise that. I'd ask that every hand be lifted right now. I'm, I'm feeling this on myself and I, I pray that there's somebody else that this has encouraged you to pray unto the Lord in a similar fashion. God, Give me a clean heart. Break my heart. God, the stony parts of my heart remove. Oh God, let me be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Help me, God, to be sensitive to the preached word of the Lord. You see, we're at that moment again in a service where we've got an altar and you're given an opportunity to come or to stay at your seat or to leave but I'm encouraging you I'm begging you I'm asking you don't allow the heart to become so hard that you allow yourself just to sit down and to be passive but I'm asking all of us right now to find a place to pray and not just the prayer of mumbling and and, and repetition but Lord oh soften my heart oh forgive me God cleanse me wash me renew me if you will come and you'll repent of your sin I know a God that will wash you he'll cleanse you he'll purify you he is a faithful God he is a God that is touched by the feeling of our infirmities Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He is drawn to that brokenness, that, that spirit that says, God, I don't have it all figured out. I don't have my life all right. I'm not a perfect individual. Guess what? None of us in this place are perfect. We've all trying to figure this thing out. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, the first step is getting a hold of the horns of the altar and saying, Lord, make me who you want me to be. God, remove this flesh. Remove the desires of this flesh and let me desire the things of God. Oh, I wish somebody would begin to cry out right now. Unto the Lord. I know it's Sunday morning, but I feel the spirit of travail trying to rest upon us right now. God's trying to reach somebody. He's come to minister to somebody. He's come to help somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, soften the hearts. Soften the hearts, God. Soften.